What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down just a little bit the the Bulls game last night against the Atlanta Hawks. What looked good? What looked bad? Wasn't much that looked bad. Uh, we'll also be going into our mailbag, answering questions, and responding to comments from uh, listeners and subscribers. We'll be doing all that, knowing me, probably some more right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I want to talk about this Hawks game just a little bit. Now, we did have a live stream after the game, and I can't tell you guys enough. Make sure you, if you can and if you're up, I know the game's in late, come and be a part of the community. Join those live streams. There have been, like, more people now in the live streams than any time before, and it's really just a fun time, a fun time. But enough of the self-plugging and promotion. Now, the Bulls faced the Hawks again last night. Extremely depleted roster. They were even more depleted than what they were the first time we faced off against them. But... The Bulls came out with the win, and a lot of things that I want to point out in this game, A, another solid game from Vooch, 20 rebounds from Vooch, 16 points on top of that, uh, double-double from him, double-double from Kobe White as well, Kobe White who's looked like he's coming on a little bit more, getting more comfortable, 17 and 12 from Kobe White, a really solid game from him, one block as well, only three turnovers, three rebounds as well, Kobe White had a very, very solid game tonight, and I do want to spend some time acknowledging that because Kobe is slowly but surely coming along. I've talked about his improved defense a lot on this channel. And his, the improved, Kobe as an improved defender is real. Anyone who's like still screaming the thing that Kobe is out of place, he's he's terrible defensively, he's getting cooked, anything like that, they just aren't watching Kobe White for the player that he is this season. Again, that's not to say that he's a perfect defender. It's not to say he's a lockdown defender. But he is so drastically improved on defense that it's noticeable out there. And that way when his shot isn't falling, he's still giving you a lot of plus things out there that make him a, good, uh, a, a very solid player. And when he goes to the bench, when we get our full uh, lineup back, I hope he's able to keep up this defensive intensity while shooting a very effective percentage because that's going to make Kobe a very important part coming off of this bench. Um, following that up, uh, so Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, they did what they do. It was good to see us win a game in which neither one of them had to like go off in the fourth quarter or anything like that. They played a very solid, steady game. DeMar didn't shoot the best percentage. He was 8 for 18, but still chipped in 20 points. Uh, four four rebounds and eight assists and one block from DeMar DeRozan. Zach Levine did his thing. He was 10 to 13 from the field. Very efficient night for him. Four turnovers and a lot. some of those turnovers were just bad passes that I want to see Zach get a little bit of a, of a grip on. But f uh, five assists, two rebounds and 25 points from Zach Levine. Already talked about uh, um, DeMar and Vooch. Javante Green. Javante Green is such an important player to this team. And just imagine when Javante Green comes to the bench. Moving him to be able to guard Trey Young, he did a solid job in that. He had eight points in his first eight minutes in the game. He went out with a shoulder injury briefly that had me a little worried. You guys know I have Bulls fan PTSD, so anytime someone even looks like they get hurt, I get a little worried there. Uh, but he was able to come back in the game. 14 points overall from Javante Green and playing really, really good defense out there. Being active, everything like that. No turnovers from Javante. Um, two steals, one block. He just, Javante Green had a very, very good game. And this is what we want to see from Javante. And that's why he's out there. That's why he's such a key part of this team. And I really do love what Javante uh, Green brings to this team in, in many, many ways. So that the, just the everything in the total package in that and the, which the, in the way in which the Bulls played has just been great to see them um, uh, play this way. And overall, you know, I'm not going to break down this game a lot. They play great uh, defense on, on Trey Young, who still scored well, right? 26 points, but didn't do that very efficiently. That speaks to the Bulls' defense. Cam Reddish was kept under uh, wraps this game. He had he was shot 5 for 14, 1 for 3 from three-pointers. We know he killed us with three-pointers last game. So what, what the Bulls 
uh, clamping down on him a little bit more. It really changed the outlook of this game. The box score that we ended with isn't really indicative of how much better that the Bulls played. Like, yes, crunch in, in garbage time when everything was decided, they scored a little bit of points that, that erased that lead a little bit less, uh, well, more than what it, what it initially was. But overall, extremely solid and great game from our Chicago Bulls. Now, one of the things that I do want to talk about is Tyler Cook in this game. Tyler Cook had a stretch where he just looked unstoppable. Um, and then he was only 12 minutes from him, 10 points in those 12 minutes, three rebounds. He, he Now, he's not the best defensively, right? But but you see him with his head up. You see him trying and attempting things. And, you know, this is going to go, I've been saying, me personally, I would really like to see um, Tyler Cook continue to get minutes um, on this team. He gave us some really solid minutes in this game. Um, Io is what well, Io is a revelation, right? Having Io chipping in 14 points, six for seven, one for one on three pointers tonight. The Bulls overall shooting 45% from three pointers in this game. Um, again, but Io, Io is such a special player, man. And the fact that like we got him in the second round just makes it that much more sweeter. <laughs> To see him continue to improve, to see like he improves every game, every possession, every minute. Io is a really, really special player. And uh, as he continues to progress, really the sky's the limit for Io. I've said before on this channel that Io has just as much potential at this point. I'm willing to bet on, uh, on just about anybody else who was drafted in, in this draft, especially in the first round. So Io, again, having a great night for us uh, last night. And then, you know, coming in, we got another game coming up against the Pacers on Friday. And then we got Washington uh, after that on Saturday. Hopefully Lonzo's back. Hopefully we have our full complement. We'll see what's going on with Caruso. Derrick Jones Jr. was back in this game, but they did not play him a lot. Derrick Jones Jr. only played uh, five minutes in this game, and that was really in garbage time. I really do think they just didn't play him because they didn't need him. The Bulls were looking so good out there. But everything coming back, everybody coming back, this is what you want to see. Kobe has got going. We've been trying to get Kobe in rhythm. It seems like he's back in rhythm. We know Vooch is going again. Lonzo sh was showing improved aggressiveness and, and and stuff when when Demar and Zach were out, everything is rolling for this team. We do have a hell of a month of January. There's a stretch in January where we play uh we play like the Mavericks, uh the Bucks, and and uh and Golden State all within like a week. Um and so it's it's gonna January is gonna be an important month for the Bulls, especially gearing up for the All Star break and everything. But we're really by the end of January we're gonna have faced almost every contender and every major team um in in the league and so we're really going to be able to see how we measure how we stack up the bulls with 22 and 10 record right now second best in the east um could have had a couple more wins we dropped a few games that we shouldn't we know we've had a lot of games post well four games overall i think postponed so far this season um with all that being said you know the bulls are sitting really good january is going to tell us a lot a lot about this team and i can't wait to see how we stack up again next man up always we have a chip on our shoulder we have a puncher's chance more than a puncher's chance we have a chance against any team in this league and that's what you want to see this is what we want to see as bulls fans this is why it's good um and it just feels good especially for bulls fans who aren't bandwagon fans right the bulls fans who have been here and toughed it through rebuilds and everything like that this feels really good to have a team that's operating on this level and playing together on a level that we just we haven't seen in a long, long time in the Bulls. And also, I do want to shout out Vooch's defense, man. Let's shout out to Vooch's defense and his effort lately. Again, I do want to say, and I want to acknowledge, we did play a very depleted Atlanta Hawks team. But at the end of the day, these are the teams that we need to beat. We need to play these games and play the games in the way that we have been to really solidify everything. So that's what I thought about it. Let me know down below what you think about the uh, Bulls last couple of games. So far, we we had five games on schedule for this week. We're 3-0 in those five games so far. We have two more games coming up to end the week. Uh, let me know how you guys feel about how the Bulls have been playing, everything like that down below. We're going to go ahead now. We're going to open the mailbag. And so the first mailbag that I want to open is actually voicemail from Shay. 
uh, was we have a couple of voicemails from Shay. Um, and so, but actually, I take that back. I take that back. We're actually going to first go to a number from the 708. And I'm not sure he didn't leave his name on this one, but we're going to play this voicemail first. Hey, what's up? Dan Pizza. Uh, just wanted to say really good night for the Chicago Bulls being the Hawks shorthanded. Even though the Hawks are extremely shorthanded, too, it was a good night for that. Uh, really excited to see who seems to be finally getting back in stride. I'll admit. Maybe I was a little too tough on him early in the season saying maybe he should get traded or whatever, but as long as he can keep, you know, being him and uh, being efficient, keep scoring well, and keep getting those boards the way he's getting them, uh, I'm, I'm happy with his performance. Zach Levine, continuing to be Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, or as I like to call him, DeMar DeChosen, being himself, being that mid-range deadly sniper. And also, Tyler Cook. He's been really nice in place of uh, DJ Day with his hamstring. So just a good performance for us. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, what do you think about uh, Tyler Cook yourself? you think you, we should keep him on or move on? What do you think? All right. So first off, I want to commend you for being able to acknowledge that maybe you jumped the gun on Vooch. Because a lot of people were, were down on Vooch. Rightfully so, right? But now that he's playing better, um, some people have not at all been able to admit, hey, like, look, he, I was wrong. And I, I like that you're able uh, to admit that as well. Um, you know, coming off your email, you know, you asked me about how do I feel about Cook? And uh, we have another comment. I'm going to leave the comment up now because since you guys' comments are kind of within the same realm, I'm going to I'm going to answer these two mailbags back to back. This one's from Nocturnal Hustler. Leave that comment down below. Uh, Nocturnal Hustle asks, when Bradley comes back, in my honest opinion, he should get more minutes than Cook. Go Bulls. All right, so to do that to, with, with the voicemail from the 708 and Nocturnal's uh, comment as well, here's my opinion on this. I feel like the Marge, like, Cook is, is better on offense. I think you can trust Cook to get you more points and things like that. Tony Bradley, when he's at his best, he's better on defense, and he does offer some rim protection and things like that that I, don't, I haven't seen from Tyler Cook, just admittedly so. But for me, the way that I look at it, right, is that as long as, like, if it's crunch time in games, and you don't want to take take a chance to understand play, playing Bradley. Where I'm at on Tyler Cook right now is I think Tyler Cook should be getting more minutes than Bradley. I think he should be higher up on the lineup than Bradley. I think Bradley it can be a specialist in a way, but I I just the potential, uh, the foot speed, uh, the athleticism, the aggression that we see from Tyler Cook when he gets going for me, all that for me puts me in a place where I would rather see Tyler Cook get those minutes i would rather see tyler cook continue to develop and let's see what we have in him now again the bulls are in a place of contention not necessarily trying to develop people so i understand that but it's just to me there's something special about tyler cook and what i see in his minutes out there that again tony bradley does things too but it's something about a it factor for me for tyler cook that's not necessarily quantifiable in a way um that i can like give you stats or anything too it's really just a, a feeling that i have about him so, again, I understand that's not the easiest thing to break down or talk about when somebody's telling you, hey, I just have a feeling. But there's just something special about Cook that I feel like, hey, I would I would kind of much rather see um, Tyler Cook get those minutes right now. That's just my personal opinion. But it is good to see a, a great performance to go back to the voicemail from Vooch and everybody playing well. Um, but, yeah, so that's 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 my feelings on that. Moving into the next mailbag thing. And this one is just a fun one uh, to get into. And this one is from Nick Conrad. And he says, not sure if you take hot takes from all the comments of every video, but hot take. Stacey King, best commentator in the game. Listen here. 
I watch a lot of basketball. There are a lot of really good commentators. There's a lot of good people, but there's just something about when it's your guy on your team. And Stacey King is that for me. Stacey King is literally a goat for me. Like he, he, he adds so much more enjoyment. He came right back into it. And I, and I definitely shouted him out on the Bull Central Twitter as well. Getting him back to me is almost just as important as getting any player back because he adds so much to the enjoyment of just watching and viewing these games that it's just, you, you can't beat Stacey King, man. You can't beat Stacey King. So that's my opinion on that one. All right, now we're going to go to back into Shay. This is a voicemail that Shay did leave before the game on Wednesday. We're going to go ahead and get into this now. What's up, Hayes? It's Shay. Hey, I was listening to you talk one of your videos, and you said that we're going to have some trouble against the 76ers because we lost to them two times. But you also didn't put into the fact that Vucevic did not play his best in those two games, and he didn't even reach double figures in both of those two games. In one game, in one of those games, I think he was out. So I think that now that he's finally getting his rhythm, I think we could beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, that's about it. And I also think that uh, we offer, we offer uh, the Milwaukee Bucks a huge challenge with the mo- with much size that we have. That's all I got to say. Anyway, peace. So Shay there coming um, and responding to something I said on one of the shows about the Sixers. And he makes a great point. Vooch not being best. That was really at the high point of Vooch kind of being down and in his slump and everything like that. And just the improvement of the Bulls overall um, in that time since we played the Sixers. And what I'll say with this is like, yes, we already know the team that we were early in the season. Some people forget that is that because this team is so new together that, you know, the, the team was still working out some things. Now that Vooch is really in his groove, Vooch has his swag back on defense and in offense. I can't wait to see us play the Sixers again. And I can't wait to see what we do and how. And keep in mind, even with Vooch not playing that 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 good to Shea's point, uh, the Bulls were still in those games down the stretches and could have taken it over at some point. So prove Vooch and everything else, um, if game could look look a lot different than the last time we faced the Sixers. That's for sure. Now, the dangerous and the, and the thing that could be with the Sixers is if they do decide to move on from Simmons and what they get back and everything like that. But overall, Shea makes a great point. Let me know what you guys think down below with, with Shea's point on how the Bulls played and things like that and against the Sixers. And if now you think the Bulls would handle the Sixers better than what we did early in the season. Let me know what you guys think about that down below. I'm going to go to a email this time. And this email comes from JTYRPAC81. It's a hell of a username. Uh, the UC hasn't been loud lately. The home crowd just doesn't provide much juice for the team even when the Bulls are playing good, exciting basketball. Maybe it's just the way the mics are set up at the arena for the TV broadcast, but I don't think so. Any thoughts on why the United Center is often very slow to get into the game, and where do you think the Bulls' home court advantage stands compared to other teams? That's from Jeff. Um, I guess I should have read his actual name rather than his email. Uh, so that's from Jeff. Um, here's my opinion on that. There, there are a lot of people uh, who come into the live streams after games that actually got to intent, attend games. And I think maybe what you're, you're hearing is the mic level, is them trying to keep the um, the audience excitement down to a level so we can focus on the game and the announcers. Because from everyone that's been to a game that's then coming to the live stream, and even we've gotten some emails and texts from from users who went to games, it seems like the UC is, is roaring. If you Even if you look at it outside of just not hearing it, they seem very engaged in the game. So I really do think that that's just a TV presentation aspect thing of it because I think the United Center is rocking like it always has. I've been to a few games in the United Center. Even when the Bulls were bad, the United Center was rocking. So I don't necessarily think that that, that that's an actual issue. 
is that the the United Center isn't in the game. As far as where the home home court advantage stands against other teams, we already know how hard it is to play in Chicago. Players have talked about that over the course of years. It's hard when the Chicago Bulls are good. It's very uh, the, a, a tough place to play is always going to be Chicago because of how good we get into our team and everything like that. So I don't really think I don't think that's as much of an issue as what it may seem like. Brother, I, I I don't think that. But for those who have been to United Center games, leave a comment down below. Let Jeff know how rocking the United Center actually is during the games. Let him know about, about all that down below. All right, last comment for the day. Last uh, mailbag. This, again, is a voicemail from Shay again. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into his voicemail now. Yo, what's up, Hayes? It's Shay. I was just wondering, did you notice that the Windy City Breeze was in your chat tonight? Yo, man, yo channel is steady growing bro you should be real proud of yourself man anyway man i just called to tell you that happy new year and have a great night peace all right so i'll end this one with this specifically um for this reason the the way that the live streams has grown the way that the channel has grown a i owe that to you guys i really do i owe it i say it and I, i'm gonna keep saying it. i don't care if it sounds sappy or whatever else you guys have made this channel what it is the word of mouth the promoting everything i suck at promoting this podcast on on social media there's times where i go in facebook groups and see my video posted in there and i didn't post it in bulls facebook groups and that's from you guys you guys are spreading the word you guys are working for me i'm going to continue to try to improve my product um continue to do more things where i can interact with you guys all stuff like that man because i really do love the way that this channel is growing as far as windy city breeze being in it First of all, Pat the Designer, to me, is one of the best to do this for Chicago sports. He's one of the best to do this on YouTube. Just watching the the growth of Windy City Breeze and everything like that, they are, to me, the upper echelon. Uh, them and Bull Central are the upper echelon. Locked on Bulls, too, of of content creators who, who create Bulls content. That's just period. They are the upper echelon of that to me. So the fact that they saw BKR Sport as well, that they saw fit enough to come into my chat, um, into our chat, and be a part of it, man, just means a lot. Like, it really does just mean a lot, man. And I can't stress that enough. Um, I hope to work with them. Like I said, I'm planning to work with them before the end of the season in some straight form or capacity. Um, but yeah, I love what they do. I'm glad that they saw enough to come and join and be a part of what we're doing here as well. But really, at the end of the day, this community that we're building is just that. It's a community. It's not just to glorify me. It's it's to, about the Bulls. It's a community for Bulls fans, and we're really turning it into that. I want I want to see a little bit more activity in the Discord server. I know I don't do a great job of promoting it either, but overall, how this channel, how this platform that we're building is growing, man, that's nothing off, off nothing less than to guys like you, Shay, guys like MC Season, guys like Ricky Fontaine, guys like Nick, guys like Nocturnal Hustler, um, JDH, um, uh, everyone. Like, I don't want to, if I left you off, it's because I'm old and I don't remember everybody's username all the time. But you guys have really been around Nate, uh, Nick. I think I already did mention Nick. Have guys have just been around since damn near the beginning. Anthony, um, and I really do appre appreciate you guys so much, man. But that's it for me today. A, a little bit longer of an episode today. I do apologize that I went a little bit too long. Got a little long-winded there. Uh, but that's it. Make sure you're following us at Bull Central Pod. Make sure you send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Uh, BullCentralPod at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, like you heard on this episode, you can do so at 773-270-2799. You can also text that line. Um, but that's it for me. Like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.